Hello, hello, hello. It is the Blurry Team. Welcome to the Side Quest, your weekly journey into the wonderful world of Vidge Games. I am one of your intrepid hosts, Dolly Demosky. Joining me right here, Taylor Bliss. I'm back. And right here, Zach Quest. Yep, I'm back. Who's also... Who's it? <laughs> <laughs> you were here last week, but now you're back again this week. I like that. Excellent. Were you here last week or no? No, that was you and JJ. No, JJ me, JJ, and <laughs> Sam last week. I don't even remember anymore. <clears throat> the rotating cast of scoundrels. How are you gents doing? I'm very tired. Good. Yeah. I'm very tired. Excited to play a video game after the podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about the that. video game. Yeah, man. Tents mm-hmm. and trees. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, yeah, it's good to have you guys on there. And uh, oh, hey, Stefan. How's it going? Stefan says hello. Um, yeah, it's going to be a it'll be a fun show. Packed show. A very packed show. Um, there's a, there's some news. Uh, obviously a lot of news has happened since both of y'all were on but um yeah it's passed us by sad day you know won't we'll that's starting long Xbox it's gone again yeah it's over uh but a lot of uh, uh, we might <laughs> we probably will uh, i mean they only pushed it a month right yeah we'll hear more about xbox i'm sure i'm sure um but uh yeah there's there's plenty of stuff to talk about i it is the typical slow news portion of the year, usually right after the holidays. So like the first couple weeks of January, first weeks of January, things are kind of slow um, into the season. And then uh, you got um, uh, the middle of summer. Thanks, There's not a Steph. lot going on. So um, it's from Stardew Valley. <clears throat> oh, is it? Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's get into quick news and this is news that broke this week there's actually a couple news bites one one related to one of the games we're playing um but this is uh news that i mean we've been kind of anticipating even though it's still technically a rumor but uh the switch 2 whatever their next gen console is now is targeting a 2024 launch key partners supposedly have development kits um, and heard that one are, before. Yeah, heard that one before. Uh, and there are actually part of this rumor and part, or I don't know if it's in this one, but sort of an adjacent rumor was that um, we may be hearing about it in the next few weeks here. Uh, no. Which is, yeah. which is really well ahead of schedule if this isn't launching till the latter half of next year. Um, but, so you going to have a 24 and we hear about it next week yeah, or in yeah. the next few weeks? No, no way. That's not exactly on Nintendo's schedule. Uh-uh, because then you kill you kill sales. And Nintendo actually had record-breaking sales. I didn't want to, you know, there, there's not much to talk about there, but they had record-breaking sales of uh, the Switch and games and consoles this first quarter because of Zel- Zoldor. Zelda did pretty Zeldor. good. Zeldor. Yeah. Zeldor. <laughs> Their second best ever uh, Switch, and maybe second best overall ever. So, um yeah, I don't know why. I mean, granted, they're still targeting lower than previous years in terms of sales of the Switch, which is, is pretty obvious. But you don't want to kill it altogether by saying there's going to be a new console coming out, um, you know, next year. So, uh, but some of the rumors within this, like I said, 2024, 
um, <clears throat> on par-ish with the PS4, PS4 Pro era of, of consoles, which seems about right. Um, one thing that was announced earlier this week that kind of leads me into that a little bit is that uh, they said Je- they're making Jedi Survivor for previous yeah. gen consoles, and it'll be around. It'll be out next year, and I'm like, it's gonna look like why? dog shit. It's like a, it's gonna look like dog shit, and b, why? <laughs> why? Well, so that the is, is the Switch Two. Their Jedi Survivor uh... on Switch Two. If they're if they said it'll, it's coming to PS4 and Xbox. Why bring it to PS4 and Xbox? Because everyone's already moved over to the Xbox. Because because there was a version. If you make it for Switch exactly. Two, it's going to be compatible with Xbox exactly. One and, and PS4. Exactly. So that's my thinking, and that's why. Uh, yeah, we might as well put it out, you know, for for these other consoles. Um, so, I mean, does that track with you guys? That's kind. Of, that's been my yeah. thinking. It I mean, no, that, that, it does. It does make sense. You know, the yeah. uh, all of the speculative rumors have been that a you know the next gen switch will kind of tap into the realm of performance of PS4 and Xbox yeah. One. So, what's very funny to me about that is that you know we we've lamented about how games are have been stagnant because of uh being you know making themselves for the previous gen sure and um you know when are we gonna see the next gen games and then along comes this uh, switch successor and they're like they pull this pull me right back in yeah but (laughs) if it's nintendo it's fine that's just kind of how it yeah but at the same time they're like you know the 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 online stores of the PS4 and Xbox One are just as accessible. I mean, they really that's going to be up to Microsoft and Sony, right? About when they close down their stores and adding new SKUs to it, uh, because so long as it's accessible and easily maintainable, why not allow new games to come if it meets the same specs as uh, as Switch Two? You're not going to be like, yeah, don't don't port your game here. Right, like what? I mean, I guess yes, they might say that so that people want to buy their new consoles, but then you might miss out on competition because Switch Two is just going to sit there lapping it up instead at a potentially lower price point. I don't know. It's complicated. I'm I'm not a fucking businessman. <laughs> uh, it's the power bump is good for the Switch because now you can actually start getting into some of the. Um, Granted, it'll still be what a, probably at this point it'll be a thirteen-year-old uh, console like hardware <laughs> by the time it comes out, as opposed to being like twenty-year-old uh, hardware basically right now. Um, but uh, at least you'll be able to capitalize on some of the, um, you know, the the strengths of the uh, the other gens because they are yeah. as big of a leap as um, three sixty the Xbox One or PS three to PS four was PS four to PS five isn't as big of a leap and i'm assuming ps5 to ps6 will be similar now granted um it's not so much on the visuals yeah visual fidelity great and all that kind of stuff it's really the back end stuff that makes these this new gen as good good as it is so yeah, uh, it's like it's not the graphics it's the amount of the graphics i like that yeah i'm like that's the name of our episode this week (laughs) They can have like like it looks the same, but they can just like have a lot more of it. Like in Final Fantasy six sixteen, there's these like huge battles. 
that look like pre-rendered cutscenes and they're these huge like armies and stuff like that wouldn't have been able to be done before just just like small stuff like like that but also the ssd is probably the biggest thing but sure 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 well i mean the switch 2 will probably probably be an ssd because it's it's just a mobile platform i hope that'd be great i don't think it i mean could it be anything i don't know the the is the switch a first switch an ssd i can't tell um whatever I mean, the equivalent so, is to that for a mobile platform i guess i don't know they I, they could do an ssd because they're small but like sd cards are still faster than yeah. hard hard drives yeah. so i mean still i think still that's fine. likely it they're still planning on carts supposedly as this article says they're still um uh you know still plan to be a portable device uh hybrid thing um but it could launch with an LCD screen instead of the OLED. Uh, of course it will. Which is, uh, it's just, I mean, the, uh, the OLED's fantastic. I freaking love the OLED on my Switch. Um, the, it, it would be a bummer for me, but, like, the Steam Deck looks great. I'm not, you know, the Steam Deck is LCD, and that looks fine. So Listen, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Does the OLED look good? Hell yeah. You know, does, does it even look better than this than Steam Deck? Yeah. yeah I mean, but, the screen does. screen does, exactly. Uh, but you know the rest of it? No. It's not the screen, it's the amount of the screens. Mm. There's that... more screen on the <laughs> There's more OLED. So technically, yeah. Um so yeah, anyways, uh stuff like backwards compatibility remains unclear. We talked about this in the past <clears throat> in that um the digital stuff will probably be. carry over fairly easily with an update. Uh I don't say easily, but it'll probably carry over um without too much heartache. But the actual carts might be an issue. I'm thinking, um, but well, I, I don't know. I it, it's going to be. It would be very Nintendo to say that uh, the previous gen stuff doesn't work on this, or it would also be very Nintendo to have a Switch One inside the Switch Two, like they did with the GameCube and the Wii and the Wii and the Wii U. Uh, <laughs> just a whole separate. You're just shove the. Uh, Shove your your uh, Game Boy Advance carts in the DS, and they'll they'll still work. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, that's the uh, that's what we're saying right now. That's the the rumors. Um, who knows? Oops. Who knows when it would when it would actually launch? Who knows when we're gonna get more information on it? Uh, but the Switch is coming in. I think it's probably over. It's at 130 million units sold right now. Um, Still about twenty five million behind the DS and the PS two. <clears throat> I don't know if Nintendo is saying that they're, if Nintendo wants to hold that crown as the highest sold console. Of I don't think they. Ca- I don't. I don't think you care think, anymore. They care, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, um, the card thing indicates that it'll be backwards compatible. Well, we'll see. Um, so anyway, that's the Switch two rumors. We're gonna start. Uh, apparently, uh, we might be hearing more about the switch to at least remember. i'm almost hopeful that it's not backwards compatible to be honest really why because it being backwards compatible means that they have to spend valuable uh resources of layout of the chipset in adding things that make it backwards compatible sure alternatively making sure that you have a tegra chipset that can emulate or run and you know the existing switch stuff um what it does like the switch is just is really small right Mm -hmm. and unless they're making it much larger where they can add in the existing or or a very similar 
chipset to what is already there. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you easily emulate the Switch as it is now while also including a brand new chipset that can do stuff, you know, on the same level as PS4 and Xbox One. So uh, it's going to be a Nintendo, like the most Nintendo way for them to do it is they're going to announce the Switch 2 and say only these games are yeah, capable. Exactly. They're exactly. And, and what they're effectively going to do is that they're going to port those games um, yeah. to, to the new Switch. And so that, yeah, it'll work on both. It'll be backwards compatible with, you know, Smash Brothers and, uh, and Tears of the Kingdom and stuff like that when they're what they're doing is they're just granting you licensing rights to a ported version of it but it's not true backwards compatibility like like we consider it for um for old old stuff i think for i mean what they what xbox and what microsoft did with xbox on um the series and the xbox one and their backwards compat is honestly like in terms of game preservation, one of like, uh, it, frankly, it's incredible. Um, yeah, like it, we're, games, it's yeah, we're, we're literally never going to see something at that scale ever again yeah. is, as is my assumption. Um, it's extremely time consuming and difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, now that we've moved over to effectively emulating PCs, uh, or, you know, we're just playing games on PCs that are specially uh, coded for this kind of stuff it just becomes more difficult. So sure. sure. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I will say that it's, even though the switch is an old console, it's in its seventh year. Um, yep. because of the, because of the last three plus years, time is just been so messed up right now where, I mean, the series, the Xbox series and the PS five are three years old. And that kind of it's bizarre to, to to realize that, right? This is their third year, and uh, the Switch is now in its seventh year, and you still got PS4s out there and games being made for both, which is ten years old now. <clears throat> so, uh, time is a flat circle, I guess, is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Um, what is not a flat circle? All right, you ready for this? Is that Baldur's Gate three? is uh several circles actually 500,000 circles is that i don't know um at some point what was it zach Baldur's great gate 3 had like 500k it was uh, it was over it was was over that it just kept going up and up and up and up and up every time we kind of hit the refresh button i know a bunch of us are on staff are playing it but uh um it's uh it's a hit Seems yep. like it. <laughs> no, no argument there. Um, I think the early access for Baldur's Gate Gate Three was was really smart. Obviously, get that get that in front of people and keep tweaking it and adjusting it. And then um, they've had great PR. They've had uh, uh, great community outreach. They've been working with the fans, and they've retained. It seems like they've retained every single one of those folks who got into the early access. Which doesn't always happen. A lot of folks will get the EA and they'll say, "All right, that was fun. I played, I played this beta, and I think that's enough for me." Um, but Baldur's Gate Three, I feel part of it is also that uh, uh, you know Dungeons and Dragons is having a huge re- yeah. re- re- renaissance right now. I know it is in our family. <clears throat> the movie did great. People are sort of gravitating towards towards more of that content. So 
there's a lot of great factors working together for this game and it's got super high metacritic score too it's selling yep. like crazy so i think yeah. well i think what's cool is larry in the studio they did mm. divinity original sin yeah uh yep. one and two and both of them were early access games that they like they had long access periods and they just like mm. developed the game with um the community but but the way they do it is really interesting is they they keep it within one like small area of the story mm-hmm. and they, they just add and develop things and they so they're able to test things on a smaller scale and then apply it at, at a larger scale yeah, so like what they what they do is they incorporate every mechanic that's going to make it into the game and say okay every mechanic that's going to be in the game you're going to experience at least some portion of it in this small snippet that you will have access to the whole time and you can just keep playing and playing and playing it so like especially the people that are really into this type of rpg just play the shit out of it you know they and you know they deep dive onto every facet of how you could experience this game and larian gets to you know receive that feedback and be like okay we need to make sure that this is like this this is like this is and then in the background larian gets to go and make you know the one of the deepest story uh stories that's ever been developed on an rpg and not show that to the player that's the advantage of what larian does yeah yeah it's crazy i don't know how they did it but yeah it's something um but like you know on top of that i mean what was the count 174 hours yeah 174 hours of cutscenes. love it (laughs) wild shit um yeah i know baldur i i still think that even with that um the success of you know the of the first 24 hours of baldur gate 3 is is still kind of phenomenal in a mysterious way um you know divinity original sin 2 is extremely highly regarded uh extremely well reviewed but it's like it's super niche you know it's not yeah. it's not one of those things that's like oh yeah everybody knows about divinity original sin you know what i mean like you know the extremely popular you know it's it's, it's i don't want to call it small time but like it's particular um yeah. And so it's weird that that Baldur's Gate three morphed into the release that it did because not that it's undeserved, but it like it feels like there's missing foundation to to that explains it to me in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I don't know. I, what I I don't know. I'll I'm, I'm gonna touch on it later when I talk talk about it. But it's less focused on the combat like the other games are and more focused on the role play. Um, but also just D&D just having this huge... That's true. D- helps, yeah. helps That's true. a lot. And them showing off things that are like, hey, you can just do this. Hey, you can just do this. Hey, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can be a wheel of cheese. And, you know, like... <laughs> Because that's because that's true. You can play the game as a wheel of cheese, and, and that's just kind of like an option that you have, which is crazy. But that's a very Dungeons and Dragons type thing, hmm. and 
I'll get into it later when we get into my spot, but yeah, it's really there's I I think it's something to do with Dragon Age and Bioware and those types of games and yeah, I mean it, yeah. being in like the it has a long spot. yeah, I mean when you put it that way, it makes me think that you know there's kind of a long and winding um you know path that leads to this release. You know, original Sin 2 released what 6 years ago. It was in 2017, right? Um, Probably, yeah. And so you think about what's happened even just on the landscape of popular culture and for uh, for Dungeons & Dragons in those past six years, and it's completely different. Um, wasn't the first division you were about to... Maybe? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, uh, if you want me to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the past six years, I mean, things have just changed a lot. Um, but also, so has uh, early access in, in yeah. the six years, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and just to touch back on what Zach said, you know, the, the type of early access that that they did with this and with Original Sin 2 is just, you know, is, makes me think of it done the right way. Um which is to not, you know, even people that played the early access version too much, you know, quote unquote too much, there's still, they have a reason to come back for this. Yeah. You know, there, you, yeah. you didn't, you didn't play, you didn't experience the game. You experienced the, the portion that gave them enough information to make the rest of the game. Um, you know, it and makes me even think that portion has new stuff that, got at it so it's yeah like, you, you haven't seen the rest of the game like i have friends who have spent hundreds of hours like 200 300 hours in the early access and there's they're 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 still playing the game now but it's like because it's a whole it's like okay they obviously like it so now let's let's give them the rest of the meal <laughs> like, let them play like there's just there's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dude who eats, who eats appetizers for eight hours before yeah. dinner you know yeah. <laughs> no, I have a lot, a lot more to say, but I'll save that for my part. So okay. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, I don't know if there is other, um, is there any other news that we wanted to cover? Evo is happening. Evo's happening. Evo is happening. So that's uh, Evo is always fun to watch. Yeah, they have uh, at uh, least part of it. Yeah. yeah, at least the commercials are my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they I was watching all day. I was writing and watching and um there's like a designated ad block for an hour. I'm not even joking. It was an hour long ad wow. block of just Sony sponsored trailers of like here's some Crunchyroll trailers, here's some anime trailers, here's oh, some wow. games, here's some like Evo stuff, here's some shirts. It's like it was just on repeat for an huh. hour. And there was pools going on for Street Fighter Six, but they just weren't showing it. They were just showing ads. So hmm. and it's not even the ads that you can skip. It's like actually baked in like Evo ads. So <laughs> if you like watching ads, you know. And if you like watching ads, there it is. Um all right. Let's uh I think that's it. Let's move on to what we've been playing. And I want to start with uh with Zach cuz we okay. we just got finished talking about Baldur's Gate and um Baldy Gate. Baldy Gate. Baldy Gate. Uh, Baldingate. Baldur's Gated Community. 
and I think it's time to actually talk about this. Uh, yeah. What's shaping up to be quite a game, some might say. Quite a yeah. game. I'll start with this teaser first, and then we'll we'll uh, I'll play the other one here. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'll just I'm gonna go into like my like how I approach these games. So like how I approach RPGs is I really like to make the character, and then I don't think as me as I play these games. I think as the character. Like I design the character. I'm like, okay, this is who this guy guy is. Wait, this this guy's a role player. Yeah. So I I really like to do that. And there's a lot there's a lot of games where I have to just a lot of that lifting is on my own shoulders. Like I have to I have to like make the decisions on myself or like, like, like I, I have to hold myself up to this, to this, like sure. to being this other guy. But this game, what it does really well <laughs> is it, it already knows what kind of guy that I am and the options that it gives me are the ones that I would say as this person. So hmm. that's, it's really impressive. Cause like my character is a drow and in this setting in the uh, forgotten realms setting, um drow live in the underdark they live like underground away from people and they're just a, they're, they're constantly kind of like in battle with each other but besides that they're not really liked by a lot of people mm-hmm. on the on the uh like land like on the above um so my character naturally is a lot of people who just hate me because they hate drow they're very racist against drow and i knew that going into the game i was like okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play a drow because that's gonna be fun i want to see how people react and i made my character a sorcerer who is a charisma caster so my charisma is super high so what this means is in conversations when people are being really racist towards towards me i can use my charisma to make them not hate me so like that's my that was like my intent going into it and the game lets you do that like there's so many options where it's like someone's just like oh why are you here like i don't want you here get out of here and then i'm like no uh blah 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 and then and then they're like okay cool yeah you're you're a great you're a great guy now whatever like stuff like that so and normally if i wasn't playing this charisma caster i could just i would have to leave that situation or mm-hmm. use another person in my party because you can play as the other people in your in your group and use them to do conversations and stuff and like i could like stand outside the door and have my elf do the talking right and get through that story which is cool it's just a whole other side of this game like so i intentionally made that character and what's really fun is like for for half halflings and gnomes, they're usually slaves to people like my guy. So whenever I meet them, they're like, Are you gonna enslave slave me? And I'm like, No. And they're like, Okay, cool, let's be friends. I'm like, okay, yeah. So like but I could also enslave them if I wanted to, or I could kill them, or I could like there's so many options. And that's what's really impressive to me about the game that I just wanna like get across is it allows that level of expression right like mm-hmm. like and this is only my side like this is only me as a drow sorcerer imagine all the other types of stories that are happening for different races different classes different like like there's so many different permutations to these to these things going on in the game and like i can only speak from how i'm experiencing it which is just like on that level, it's kind of crazy to think about that. But I want to even like drive it in even further. Is there's been times where like 
my character is not able to win over another character. So I send out my elf to talk to them. And then he's able to get a whole different conversation because they're willing to talk to him over me. So it's just, it's all because of the race I picked. It's, it's just so interesting. And it's just like, it's that amount of detail that they put into it. That's, that's like that amount of detail in the role playing, but it's also in the combat. It's also in the world itself. Like, it's just like, there's so many, so many things that the, like, I could play the game, you could play the game and Taylor could play the game and all of us would have a different experience, which is just Mm -hmm. kind of mind blowing because also a lot of these choices are falling onto dice checks and dice rolls and class backgrounds, race back backgrounds, actions and decisions that you've made prior, people that you killed, people who you might not have killed, people who you met, people who you might not have met, that always kind of it just naturally wraps around each other and just makes this like this organic like in game. You know what? It's like an organic role playing game, which is what a which is what like the term role playing game gets used a lot, but it's never like this. It's never like Dragon Age Origins, which is like the first game I played in this genre that kind of made me be like, oh, well, this is what games could be. This is like this is actually like the realization of what an RPG means. Like actually playing as a different, totally different human and like inhabiting them mm-hmm. in in a world. Um, but yeah, Taylor, you were gonna say something. No, I was just saying like you're talking about it, and what it, it what it kind of came to me was that it it's this feels your description feels like the very narrow and focused version of what the dwarf fortress experience is, yeah. where you know it is you are living the experience and going through it. It's just that with for dwarf fortress, it's the story is being told to you or you're, you know, you're experiencing it with the story, except with Baldur's gate, you're directing the story because it's your character. Um, you know, but they like, they deliver that same type of experience of live in the world, um, and see everything as it happens. It's just that Baldur's gate three, it's like, you know, obviously much shorter time span, although you might, you might play it for as long. Um, Uh, but you're not going through generations and generations and it's hyper-focused on the character that you built as opposed to, you know, in Dwarf Fortress, the character is your city, mm-hmm. your, you know, your, your mountain, your fortress. Um, but just yeah. the way that you described it made me like uh, imminently think of that experience from Dwarf Fortress. So. Yeah. And so on like a story level, like, so the overarching story is you wake up on this, Illithid ship, which is what that is. Uh, there's these mind flayers who are attacking Ivernum, which is like the continent where this takes takes place. They're going through different dimensions to attack the planes where humans live and stuff. Um, and you're on there, and you get this worm put into your head, which is the way these mind flayers kind of control their underlings and you and uh, other people who become your party uh have these worms in their brains but they aren't turning into these creatures that they would normally 
turn into because of the, the worm in their head. So that's just kind of like the thing is like the the ship crashes and like I got a worm in my head. I need to get this out. <laughs> so I don't turn into this big mind player, whatever. Um, but that's like the inciting incident. And it starts out small. It's still the story's pretty small for me. I'm not past like the initial uh kind of like hump. I'm still kind of getting there. Um, but that's that's the initial inciting incident. Like, let's figure out how to get these worms out of our brains. And what the game does so well is you meet other companions and characters who have who have the same issue as you and you're connected because you have the same like like worms so you can dig into their brains and like get into their past some people don't like it some people don't don't mm. don't mind it but you meet these other characters and what <laughs> is so, <Set> a mimic <laughs> yeah yeah and what is so amazing about meeting these characters, these characters is everyone has their own story, which clearly that's like, that's a given, right? But like everyone has their own, their own thing that they want to pursue besides the worm. Like there's this girl, her name's Lizel. She's a, she's a Gek, a Gethk. And they're these warrior race that are, you know, the ones fighting the war against the mind players and she wants to get to this warrior because she thinks there's a healer in her race that could help her so she has that going then you have um you have a camp of druids who are being attacked by goblins and there's tieflings there who mm -hmm. uh the druids don't want the tieflings tieflings there so you kind of have to like help with that and there's these goblins who also have things in their brains too. So you go to the goblin camp and you meet other people who are controlling the goblins with the things in their brains and everyone. But the thing that I like, everyone has their own agency. Like everyone in your party has their own thing going, going on. And they remind you of it. Like if you stop, some characters are like, why are we stopping? Like we need to go. Or like some of them hate the other people in your group. And there's times where they attempt to kill each other. Like, and if you let them kill each, kill each other, that main character won't be in the game for you. She's just gone forever. Mm. Or you can even just kill them too, straight up. If you wanted to, you could just kill main characters who are, who have plots and stories kind of connecting everything. You can just kill them, which is another layer of like this, like role play that they allow you. Um, but yeah, that's also another thing too. It's like I could talk to Taylor and be like, "Oh, did blah 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 say this to blah blah blah?" And he could be like, "No." Yeah, what are you? What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, blah blah blah. Or there's a Sterion who's the elf. He's a vampire. You learn out pretty quick. He's also a vampire who was like a slave who could only drink blood of animals, and he went one night you wake up and he's about to bite your neck and you can oblige him let him suck your blood and if you do that he'll kill you he'll kill the main character and then you have to take control of another character to revive you with the spell <laughs> like which is just <laughs> crazy and but there's so many instances like that where you go back to camp and your guys are just like yeah i got this thing going on like there's this guy named will 
who not not will this guy named gail gail is a mage he has he has a pact with some deity and the deity demands him to suck magic from magical items so you have to bring him items or he dies and if he dies you have a ritual that you have to do that he explains to you in vivid detail he's like you have to open my book bag and use the purple string open up the note and on the note there's going to be letters for you to play on a flute and once you play those letters on the flute in the right order um another box will pop up and you have to answer this riddle and say this to the box to open that up to get the <laughs> scroll to revive me and you're like okay gail and then you call <laughs> then, and then you just kind of like forget about it and then you come back to camp and he's dead and you know what you loot his body there's his book bag time to re- time to revive gail and you have to remember every single step or he's gonna be dead mm. you won't have gail anymore like and that is just like it's crazy there's just so much stuff that is just like okay like i'm 20 hours into this game and this is what i'm presented with like how does it get how does it keep like i i have four out of ten people that i can get in my group so it's just like there's just so it's so dense and they don't expect Mm. you to like experience everything in the first playthrough or second or third or fourth or fifth like it's it's a game that is dense and it respects your time which is kind of weird like it it respects your time saying like you play the game however you want to play if you want to come play more sure whatever but it it gives you exactly what you want and like even that amount of detail is also in the combat for example you can get people you can like throw water on people and shock them with electricity and it does twice as much damage or you can like walk into a puddle put some ice on it make them slip and then turn it in then like light it on fire and it melts there's there's just a lot of stuff it's crazy um play it it's really good yeah Uh, i am (laughs) yeah whatever you you've been playing it on on pc right on a yeah, I've been playing on my computer. Um, yeah, and also last night I played for like four or five hours, and I didn't even get into like combat. Like I was just sure. walking around, and they they give you options to like they give you a jump button, so you can just jump around. And like hmm. I was using jump <laughs> on my most like athletic guy to like get around encounters and like go and explore a tower and like using that to jump over traps or just like, there's just so much stuff. It's like, it's just crazy of the amount of like minute detail that's taken into account. It's time to build a box fort and get around critical encounters. Right. Like I was, I'm in the underdark. I'm trying to like figure out how to get to this thing. And (sighs) They were like, yeah, so there's this, like, rock thing. You have to do this whole quest to get around. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to send my vampire. I'm going to make him, like, jump really high and, like, go over the wall. And like, so I just did that and got around the whole quest and just kind of, like, started doing my own thing. And, yeah, it's it's crazy. There are uh, so many intricacies in this <laughs> game. Like, there are so many threads that work together, <clears throat> much like D&D in real life or 
as real life as it gets. But there, it seems like there's so many aspects of this that that are held, that are tied together through, um, you know, just just how this game, how the game functions, and and how, yeah. it, you know, the, how some of the real world you know, aspects like you're mentioning, sort of the race relation stuff. And then you throw magic into there and then you start throwing some other aspects and it, it all feeds off of itself. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it feels like a role-playing game. Like it, yeah, that's yeah. like, cause when you say a RPG, there's in games you think realized in a realized world, it's a role. Yeah. Game. When you say Which... RPG, you think of like, Oh, game of stats and leveling. Right. Up, and, and that's, that's kind it. of it. No, yeah. this is like an actual like it's that, but mm-hmm. you're this is like your actual story. You're this guy, like you're the gonna... heart of what a role of what the role is. Your character, you take on this role. It's not yeah. like yeah, it's not about stats. Sure, there's stats there, but and so my <clears throat> my issue with RPGs has always been to um, there's Gale, there's Gale has always <laughs> been to do the right thing every time i can never get out of making myself a character that's not myself you know it's like yeah yeah i'm always i'm always the dude with the faux hawk and brown hair and brown eyes (laughs) sorry taylor god um you surprised me there and i'm always yeah and i'm always trying to do good and i'm always trying to be on the side of the people not the empire and that kind of stuff you know and i'm it's so you have to release yourself to the role play. It, it, well, I think that's what Baldur's Gate. So I've got it. I've got it on Steam Deck. I'm just chipping away at it. Um, after that massive, you know, 150 gig download that it was for the for, for day one or whatever it was. Yeah, um, I ended up waiting. By the way, I'm like, you know what? Because uh, we we kept getting emails about updates. And they're like, hey, you got to delete the game and then reinstall this whole big thing. And and if you have early access, I'm like, you know what? I'll wait till launch day when they get those massive kinks out and then I'll, then I'll download it. So it just, I had to keep I, re I got I had to keep installing the game over and over again. Each yeah, time I had yeah. a patch. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's like I did that. And cause I wanted to keep playing. Sure. I didn't want to wait. I was like, I'm going to download this game yeah. five more times. I don't care. Yeah. I just want to play. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hopefully you have unlimited data, which is great. Um, but uh, no, there's, it, 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 you talk about depth in games and we talk about rpgs and i know starfield's out there and we just had zelda and we've had like you know final fantasy and other stuff this is the this really feels like the true you are in this world you are dnding in this world and the dm is telling you all of these details that are happening and things that are happening around you but now it's, it's just visual and audio in this case but it's it's all there which is cool. I yeah. think it's fantastic. I'm so excited and, to dive into this and never play another game again <laughs> because it'll take me about 3,000 hours to, to complete this knowing me. Yeah, there's so there's conversations. In conversation, the game is constantly rolling uh, dice checks behind okay. you. So it's not showing you the dice, dice rolls, but if you're – so sometimes if you succeed a check, it'll say, check passed, and a voice will come over mm-hmm. and be like, you realize that blah 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 blah, and it'll give you insight into what is happening or yeah. something that is going on sure if you're if you're walking around you'll roll perception checks and the characters will realize something on the ground or like see something wow. so the game is constantly like 
checking your stats, checking, checking your characters. Adapting. That's cool. That's it's cool. Cra- it's crazy. Um, and I'm glad. I mean, it's kind of funny seeing other devs being like, kind of like mad, like, oh, this is setting a standard. <laughs> For video games, it's like you gotta adapt or die, guys. Like this, this is kind of this is the year for that, though, right? We've had yeah. probably several games this year now, and this is the latest that have been like, ah, crap. What have we been doing? They, they're yeah. How did they pull this off? <laughs> we've had multiple genre like like revolutionizing games in the past two years, so it's exciting. But the thing is, nobody's gonna ever reach Larian level unless they invest yeah. six yeah. six years of time into a game and they a single player game with no with yeah. no uh uh games as a service trans transactions and stuff so mm-hmm. good luck <laughs> and the great thing about larian is uh somebody approached them earlier this week and asked them if they'd be willing would you be, would you be willing to sell if somebody wanted to throw a big ca- chunk of change at you and they said nah we're fine we're fine doing what we do on our own so and I get to them. Who it was? It Bio. Um, who was it that did uh, the first two by Bi- uh, Baldur's Gates? Was it Bioware or was Bioware? It... Yeah, it was yeah. when they were good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you could definitely see what uh, what Larian brings to this. Um, with, with their, like you said, the divinity, the divinity games, um, all of that work there. I, they've done. They seem to have done some excellent work because this is Zach on your. Would you consider this a a goatee contender? Uh, yeah. Based on okay, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, cool. I think yeah, it's. I don't think it's a competition for me at least. Sure. So, sure. Yeah, tents yeah. and trees, man. Tents and trees. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. Um, no, that's awesome. So, Baldur's Gate three is out. I have a feeling just like the other two big games that we've already talked about this year, we're gonna be talking about this game uh, over the next several months, and uh, I'm excited to pour poor time into it so yeah thanks to uh we got this as a code for steam i think i have to say yeah. that now every time we get a review code we got this as a steam code i got that as a steam code three years ago <laughs> yeah did you and then you got the yeah. actual release version now um very cool okay uh should we move on to uh taylor sure well before we do that i have uh since we're going to talk about one of the games we're going to talk about is uh water based that you have um, is. and I, I a good uh, a good drink to have outdoors on the water is a margarita and i have switched uh, from my coffee to cayman jacks i don't know if you guys have had cayman jack before these are freaking fantastic this is a watermelon margarita just canned margaritas are so good i highly recommend <laughs> I had some uh, butterscotch liquor. liquor. You're both disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Taylor. What are you playing, Taylor? All right. It's been a minute, so let me go back to the vaults. Um, (laughs) It has literally been long enough that I have not talked about Dave the Diver on the Dang program no, I'm just kidding. um and let me tell you dave the diver is a video game in the pantheon of video games um it is yeah the other diver is just like kind of a kind of a pleasure to play um 
came out of nowhere to me. I'm not sure where I would have known about it. Um, you know, I didn't really have much of, it was just outside of my sphere of, of, mm-hmm. of PR run. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like, you know, they kind of, they, they make tongue in cheeks jokes about, um, how many mini games they packed into the game. Um, and, uh, you know, self-referential in that way. And yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a treat. You know, you're the diver, Dave. Um, there's these, <laughs> oh no, you know what we did? I did talk about Dave the Diver once. I just remembered we were the playing, playing these clips made me realize I had played it for like a few, uh, like two hours. Um, it was the first week. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just really good game. Um, the, the two main elements are you dive and catch fish and, and then game. you, and then you run a sushi restaurant from the fish that you caught. Um, but they just managed to put every little piece in there. Um, you know, mini games galore, like things that you just have to do to be able to like, to keep going and play the game. Um, you know, you know, even just the facets of catching a fish are mini games themselves. Um, you know, even when you, if to refill the wasabi, because the wasabi runs out because you're making so much sushi, you know, and that's just like a little thing of like, you have to flick one of the thumbsticks. Right. Uh, but like the, every single facet of the game is like that. You're steam deck um, in this bad boy, right? I, yeah, I've done both, but primarily steam deck. It's it one, it runs very, very well on steam deck. Um, yeah. So Dave, the divers, it's just a very good game. Uh, Zach, did you, you left. He left my, us. My, my Dave, my Dave the Diver buddy. Um, scared him off. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he, he played it as well. I got a review code for it, so I'm, I'm excited to uh, to jump in, too. But, uh, continue. yeah. It's yeah, all- no, it's... Zach, I want to... We need to cross words on Dave the Diver for, <laughs> on, for a minute. Yeah. I just want to know. I just, are- want, like, I just want to talk about it. The, okay, between yeah, so, the two of us, just just guys being dudes. Yeah. So Dave the That's Diver is really, is dudes. okay. Dave the Diver is really really good. Um, the story I could do without. I think the story yeah. ties it ties it down a lot and makes me lose interest. Yeah, so, I feel that. Yeah, you. Uh, I almost want it to be more. Um, I not not that it has to be compared this way, but more Stardew Valley ish. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! If if that makes sense. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Because well, it does a lot of things that Stardew Valley does, um, yeah. in that it just like continues to like grow and expand, in in all of the natural goodness of the game that it brings. But the fact that it's so locked behind, not just progression of you playing the game, it's locked behind the progression of you doing this kind of mundane story, um, right. which. Which is I, how I, which is how I interpret what you mean, Zach. Yeah, I think the game would be a lot better if it didn't have the secret underwater society story. Yeah. That, like, there's a point where you get to their village and you have to do a bunch of like quests, like fetch yeah. quests, like, and like that's where I stopped. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, 
it was yeah. so it was it, i agree that it was like it was flowing at like a brisk pace up until that point and then it kind of like they put the brakes on a bit um because it's also right around the same time so you you upgrade your restaurant in the same way that you upgrade a lot of your other stuff hmm. and that point in the story is also right around you hit this big brick wall where there's two things required to upgrade your restaurant likes on social media and the highest taste score of the best <laughs> dish that you can make and i i went above and beyond the total like social media likes almost twofold um but i still like you're just you're hampered behind story progression because better tasting fish are at a specific depth or whatever um which is which is tied behind the story progression um and it's just like i just i want to just i don't know there, there was some pacing issues that stem yes. back stem back to that um, um but otherwise but otherwise it's like i don't know it's just it's a lot of fun to play like i almost want I, like an adventure mode where i can just like do anything i want i think it's i think it's a really good game but it just has a lot of like fat no no pun intended um there's like there's a lot of systems in there that the game like expects you to engage with but you don't need to right like it's like there's just a lot of stuff for stuff's sake <laughs> and like it's good but it's like also like i don't really like i haven't needed to upgrade any of my stuff really like my my suit i've just kind of left at like level two or whatever like my gun level two whatever like like mm. and i've been able to do just fine like there's no like gameplay like encouraging me to pursue other facets of like using your guns like there's like a whole mechanic of like finding guns and like breaking yeah, they, them down to unlock they, other guns and like i just don't have to because i'm uh, fine yeah they almost put like a whole monster hunter level gun yeah. fabrication system in it and it's just like uh, and and uh, by the same token it's like i don't know in my opinion if you're gonna put that many systems in you got to make them flow fast and furious um because I, i'm 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 wrangling six different systems and for for the upgrade portion you know, there's like six different variations of three different guns and it requires that i have two to three parts of different fish for each variation so you're talking about like you know 15 to 20 individual fish parts for you know for each variation of the gun um and they just take too like it it takes too long it takes too long to get them um it's not monster hunter so i'm not like when i'm farming the fish and there's only like four great trevally in every dive that i do um it just it, it, it again it slows it down in the unfun way as opposed to slowing it down in the fun way uh, that sometimes monster hunter can do but hmm. yeah that's that's the negative side the rest of it is mo is pretty much all positive where it's a pleasure to play it looks really good the soundtrack is very good um and you know one day when i when i hit the next valley in my game playing i'll, I'll go back to it and, and finish it off because i kind of hit a similar plateau um where i got a little bit further in the story than zach did but 
you know, you, 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 you get it, you climb up there and it's just like, there's, t- there's still more stuff that I know that I don't have. And it's just like, you took me, you took a little too long, but, uh, but Besides it's fun to play. That, yeah. Also the humor is really good. It's an incredibly funny. Yeah. Well Writing is very good. Game. Yeah. So in all, in all, fun. all of the animated vignettes like hit very, very well. They're all they're all on the nose. There's some uh, your boss, the samurai chef, African American guy. Uh, he takes Instagram pictures, and they're really like they're really boomer, like where they're like out of focus. It's like it's like pixel art that they that they did, which is crazy. Like pixel art of food out of focus, or like it's like it's like a picture like this and his shadow is on the food. Like, it's just like some really just like fun details that they've added into yeah. the game that I just love. Sure. So, yeah. Um, but other than the Dave, the diver, um, I picked up remnant two, which is a sequel to remnant, uh, oh, is it? <laughs> from remnant the ashes. One. Well, no, they didn't call it remnant one deli. Yeah. Uh, fool. You fool. Um, but I played through remnant, one with uh with a couple buddies when it after it went free on epic game store and you know i i hit up my boys and was like yo is it time for the run back and they said i guess it is uh but remnant 2 is really good uh i think it's actually i mean like excellent example of a sequel to I mean, I was happy to play it for free. I don't know how much I would have been enthused about paying for the full price of that game. Yeah. Like, it, like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just like, it's kind of one note. Um, and Remnant Two is like, it's crazy. Three is like, <laughs> I don't know. Like the difference between this, the this and and Remnant One is pretty nutty. Um, it is more engaging to play um a lot of the gameplay is very similar but smoother um and just kind of like i don't know it just all flows better you know it's funny that they're like they they're leaning into the you know it's got a dodge roll which has iframes on it so naturally it's dead it's dark souls now um but like i didn't like it had that before but it didn't really occur to me that it was that before this um but yeah remnant 2 is a lot of fun um is i mean if you're talking about multiplayer co-op and on a game where you actually have to execute um i would i'm personally going to play this over destiny 2 let me put it that way um I mean, I, dude, I'm never going to fucking touch Destiny 2 again in my whole lifetime. So, <laughs> um, no, there's no, no shot. Uh, yeah, no, Rem, Rem is a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's got, it's got upgrades. It's got gear, which is, I, I, I'm waiting. Like, I want, I want gear again now because I haven't. Oh, yeah. I like that. I, I haven't found, I, that's, that's I, nice. well, I haven't found a single piece of armor. Sure. You know? excuse me what um, so i haven't played the game but i watched people play it and what is like immensely fascinating to me is how different all the levels are like you just like walk through these portals and it's like okay you're in this like 
like stony like forest or whatever he walked yeah. through was like hey you're in bloodborne world now i was like what the <laughs> heck is going on on here it's, it's yeah i like, mean it's you know this so aesthetically pleasing it's crazy so the i mean the story the story of remnant is that um the 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 world of earth got invaded by this um it's kind of it's actually kind of similar to control in a certain way which is that like multi-dimensional um you know the parasites seeped into the world when you found a door to the to the multiverse right um so that part is that part is very similar basically in in remnant this uh these beings called the root uh people on yeah people on people on earth were like oh man we found the multi-dimensional crystal quick let's peer into the other worlds and then (laughs) the root was like (laughs) and then they snuck in and um basically post-apocalyptic the world like real quick um remnant one you remove the root from earth uh but then guess what they are still out there somewhere you know um and so yeah but but the advantage of that is that when you're dealing with a magical um multi-dimensional crystal you can make whatever the fuck you want like it doesn't matter and so so they so they get to make every buy like you know they they even actually call it biomes in the game um and you just get to make whatever you want because there there is no there's nothing to ground it into one thing or the other um there you know i just i was just playing in a world where you're playing on a dying uh like next to a dying star on a world that's about to get sucked into a black hole um and you know that what they also means is that they get to write little vignettes on every world and they can actually be interesting because it's inconsequential. You know, you're going to go through, you're going to clear it out and move on to the next world. So you can just tell these little contained stories of, uh, that are actually interesting and then let it be what it is and then move on. So it's, um, you know, they, they make the most of it and the gunplay is good. Um, like I said, I just want more gear. I want, I want more, there's, it's a you know there it's kind of a looter shooter and i want more of the looting i'm doing plenty of the shooting love it love it but yeah it's a good game and then uh you know i've been really tired lately and have barely played any games so it's been it's been pie cross pick cross all day well i like pie cross pie cross let me let me cross those let me cross uh, this is still pick cross s okay the, the og i have one and a half more pages of Mega Picross left nice. before I com- before I completely ace all of Picross <laughs> S unassisted. My guy, Tents and Trees, man. That is it's a visual Picross, Pie Cross that the <sighs> just so smooth. It's really Thanks, open critic tightened. for showing yeah. me that that game. Yeah, we just were about it. <laughs> We were like, ha, ah, what is this Tents and Trees? It's got a better better review scores than Final Fantasy 16. And then, like, holy shit, we all, one by one, got addicted to Tents and Trees because it's such a perfect bathroom game. <laughs> it's also such a perfect teams meeting game um, when you're stuck in long teams calls. Just do fucking Tents and Trees. But, yeah, no, Picross is so good. It's just, it's way better than Sudoku. It is, it's just such a... Terrific. Yeah, it's 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 just it's always great because like yep when I when I hit the point 
where I've either entered a, a square or erased a square and I don't remember, I'm like, all right, let me just put you down because it's time to fall asleep. Yep. It's great. Uh, awesome, dude. Good I stuff. usually That's read what a I... book before I go to bed, but... Nah, Picross, baby. Picross. Uh, well, <clears throat> here's what... Dally, I... what you been playing? Um, uh, okay. I'm going to start with this one. Zach, 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 told me about a game that I had never heard of before, a game series. And uh, I'm like... Uh, this just seems kind of whatever. It seems like a Zach a Zacky style game, and that oh, my would be, favorite games ever. That would be Lisa. Yeah. Okay, uh. the definitive edition of Lisa just launched, which you know adjusts the visuals and and kind of repackages a bunch of things and adds a lot of quality of life improvements. Um, and I got this for Switch, and I thought, you know, I <clears throat> let's give this a shot. I, I wanted to check this game out. Because I don't want to sit in front of a computer screen to play a an intentionally low res style, uh, you know, super Super Mario Brothers three level of uh, graphic. Ooh, get him, Brad! Ooh. <laughs> um, I really fucking like this game, dude. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I felt so uncomfortable throughout. So this package is. Lisa the painful and Lisa the joyless or joyful, joyful. Yeah. Joyful. So it packages both of them together or you can actually buy them separate. They're sort of the definitive versions of each, but I got the code that, that, you know, that has both of them. Um, It uh, made me very uncomfortable because a story about abuse, whether it's drug abuse, whether it's uh, child abuse, whether it's familial abuse, it's social abuse, it's status, it's class classism. Uh, it's set in the in a post apocalypse, and all of the shit that we kind of all the baggage that we have right now is just amplified. Like personal baggage is completely amplified. So the game starts to at uh, least the painful starts with uh, Brad mm-hmm. B Red who's a kid and his dad just abuses the heck out of him. His dad like basically says he hates him, blah, blah. Um, and so years later, after all the women have died uh, and it's just the dudes left and, you know, guys are guys are being guys and they're, they're taking control and, and they're murdering each other and they're just getting kind of getting worse. And Brad finds a baby girl. And uh, then he starts to raise the baby girl because he had such a shitty father. Well, the, you'd think, all right, well, he's going to start doing something right by his, you know, by the growth and, and you know, by the, uh, by how he's going to protect this child as the only female on the planet. Um, but no, by, by the end of this thing, you're like, fuck, everything is cyclical. Like, abuse is cyclical. Like, if you don't have proper health, it's really is a story about mental health, about uh, personal health, about love and affection, how to really treat or how, how to really go about helping yourself and helping others that have had those issues, or at least understanding what those issues are. And because of that, man, it just gut punches you every opportunity, whether it's the, you know, Brad's so-called friends that are with them. Like you learn to essentially hate all of them. Um, Buddy is what he names the baby girl. 
so that uh, he can kind of hide, you know, what she is. Otherwise, everyone's going to want the only female. Um, yep. It's just, it's just wild. So it's all done. All, for anybody who hasn't played the Lisa games, <clears throat> it's a 2D sort of platforming looking world. But it's, it's all storytelling is really all it is. Like the battles are all meaningful. It's not like you're running around doing these stupid random battles in like typical RPGs. These are sort of Mario RPG style battles where there's you know sometimes there'll be like key button presses sometimes there'll be specific actions that you have to do uh and by the way i'm gonna play the uh, the live action sh- trailer because apparently they decided to make a live action trailer so let's start with this sucker um but god it is a uh it's a heavy it's a heavy game both the games the the joy joyful is sort of an epilogue style thing um set after the events of the first one uh it um i yeah i wasn't expecting what this game was going to be and i really i really enjoyed it and i will say playing on the small screen is perfect i'm really glad that i chose the switch version because um i want to play this on a very focused screen i don't want to have these uh you know constant distractions by right now i'm staring at my laptop i have 50 freaking uh tabs open i have a light in my face i want the simplicity of just staring at this low res you know these low res style visuals uh but focusing on the story so lisa is deep it's not going to be for everybody because the really strong themes within it but um it is it's a marvel of what dingaling as a developer they were able to pull off it's just one guy it's just one guy, man. But what it's what they made were an RPG maker off, as well. So, which is such an awesome testament to what uh, what you can do in RPG maker. Because, <clears throat> yeah, looking at this now, I'm like, oh shit, I can make this. You know, I sh- I yeah, should yeah. try to make this kind of stuff. I know exactly how he made this, how they made this kind of stuff because I'm, I, you know, I'm familiar with RPG Maker '95 and all that. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the portable version or play it portable. Play it on the Steam Deck. Play it on the Switch. You want to play it on that form factor because I think it really fits in that form factor. You play it with the lights off because you want to focus on the screen and focus on the story. It's such a narrative game that uh, you really get all in, even with so, sort of these RPG elements. Like when you're building, you know, you got your party built up and your your you know your your teammates are with you. And whoo, it's a yeah. It's a game and a half, but worth owning, I think. Worth owning. And and the music is really good. Mm-hmm. I think the music is something to write home about. He made it in... I was surprised about the music, actually. I'm glad you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, he made it in FL Studio on the <laughs> trial version <laughs> with like Great. the with like the default sounds. He just like he made it like <laughs> with no it's experience so making music. And it, it's good like it's like it and it fits the the game is so rough and weird yes. and strange the music yes. fits it perfectly it's so it really it's it such really a does. singular voice um but yeah the thing that i really love about the game besides everything you said mm-hmm. is the choices that you make to Man. like exchange Ooh. parts of your body to help people like how far are you actually willing to go and it affects your gameplay like if you give up mm-hmm. an arm like you lose you can your no right... longer left punch you yeah, can, you, yeah you lose your punch 
um you can become just like a body and just kind of like worm your way around uh yeah it's so good it makes me want to cry just thinking about it i i love i love this game so much and again Uh, i I, it it may it makes you want to cry not because of like it's a technical achievement but because of those you you go back and you try to remember the plot to this thing and you're like oh shit then there's this then there's the choices that lead to doing this and you're like oh shit make a choice Oh shit! I have to decide on this type of thing, which is really weird. And yeah, Morty, yeah. Morty broke your neck, is way more deep in this game than someone than got slashed in like Final Fantasy VI. Right. <laughs> Just yeah, wild! It's awesome. I, and Brad, Brad is a character, amazing man. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, by the end. I, I mean, I, I haven't fully completed it yet because I've been. I hopped into the epilogue while I was towards the end of the this game um, just to kind of make sure I got both of them in for the review. But uh, I don't like Brad, like, the, the, most of the way through. When things, without saying it, the story starts to, like, you realize the story is evolving along the way, and you stop, you stop sort of cheering for Brad and start accepting kind of what Brad has to do. And you then you start looking inward. You're like, well, I'm, I'm Brad. Why... What am I gonna do to resolve this? Am I willing to do this? And so, yeah. By the end, you kind of hate yourself for some of the choices you make. But I think that's just you know the the capability of a good storyteller utilizing uh, this. Um, he could have made could have made this in Unity. Could have made this in Unreal and made like a three D world. But no, this really was the presentation of this. Really does uh, does hit. And again. I think it works well because it reminds me of those NES era, Super NES era games when I was the age of, you know, some of the initial storytelling aspects of this. You find out, like, the very opening scene is is Brad gets beat up by bullies and he has to go home and his dad yells at him for not being able to stick yeah. up for himself. And I'm like, shit, that-, that was me when I was playing games that looked like this. Well, and that opening scene is so... I didn't get beat up, though. I beat up other people. But, that yeah. opening scene is so powerful because you're really like is. you're walking through a neighborhood and you're like, oh, where's my house? You're trying yeah. to figure out where your house is. You keep walking, yeah, keep walking, and you get to like the really shitty, shitty beat house. up house, and you're like, okay, this is where Brad lives. Okay, mm-hmm. like it's like this the the storytelling is just so, you know, so so yeah, good. it's so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lisa, check it out. Um, I was playing another storytelling game. <clears throat> Very different style of storytelling game. Y'all know how much of a fan of The Expanse I am. I've been talking about The Expanse, the TV series, forever uh, because I really felt like it was the Mass Effect TV series. Um, so what mm-hmm. if they made a game about Mass Effect? That would be awesome. Actually, uh, yeah, there. Telltale has their expanse series telltale had there has an expanse series of games uh kind of a season i think it's going to be six five or six episodes uh i'm talking about the first three here um and they're sort of a prequel to some of the later events in the in the show uh it stars uh i think kara g is the name of the act the actress um and she's uh kamina drummer who is really one of my favorite characters in the whole TV series and really a fan favorite character uh, on the show. Um, so it's Telltale. 
it is uh um yeah mass effect the show the game um it's by deck nine actually deck nine was a developer in this so you know them from you know them from such hits as life is strange uh and so they take elements of both um telltale which is the real kind of the the choice and you you still do get some of those they'll remember this later aspects but only like really specific moments but then you also get the pedigree from deck nine and their understanding of uh gameplay and sort of action and moving around and things like that so it um it feels like i made the joke but yeah it feels like a uh adventure game version of what I really love about Mass Effect, which is the human to human or the human, the character to character interactions. Sorry, they're aliens in, in Mass Effect. They're all humans here. Um, the character to character interactions and the character to environment interactions. I don't mean like shooting stuff and blowing stuff up type of interaction. I mean like characters are scouting and they're scavenging for stuff and they're interacting with the world around them to find out things. Uh, it's got a great plot. Um, again, it's about the, it's, almost predictable in a way because it's you know this is because it's a prequel uh kamina is um she gets essentially a task by her captain and ends up finding out oh things are greater than than they seem which is kind of the typical the typical story for uh these types of games for games in general but um the acting and the the va especially in this really bind it together in a lot better ways than um, than I've typically felt in uh, in adventure games. In fact, this reminds me of the first Walking Dead game that I played from Telltale, like that very original Telltale game where you're. It's not as groundbreaking, but um, it really feels fresh from a standpoint of oh, I haven't played a adventure game like this in a long time. Uh, one thing I really like about this is there are like some cool zero G moments. There's some cool walking through different types of spaceships and uh, uh, cruisers and things like that. I mean, if you're a fan of the show, which I think this is definitely aimed at folks who enjoy the TV series, um, you'll recognize a lot of these locations and you'll recognize a lot of the design aspects, which I really appreciated. Like, like there's a shot here. I'm going to pause it real quick. Um, the suits all oh, match suits. all match the suits from the TV series stuff like now this is a nerd thing that I look at chairs uh, seats that are in the TV series the way the screens are angled back towards the characters like it's very authentic to how uh, how someone would function in this situation so the Expanse as a TV series really nailed the actual science aspect of it, and they've translated that into the game uh, extremely well. So, yeah, it's it's so good. It's it's um, really well written. It's got a great story. Like, um, because of how they're kind of linking some of the gameplay elements with the narrative, like the choices. Um, it flows fairly quickly. It doesn't. It it's not like a, it's not a short game, but it definitely flows well enough where, it feels like an episode of TV. Like you're watching an episode of a really a really enjoyable episode of television where everything is just hitting the pace. You're not left like jumping across a big giant expanse between you know, between starships. It's like okay, 
I got to jump from this ship to this one. Then I got to jump from this one to this one. No, there's none of those types of stupid moments. Everything really does feel like it's meant to happen. And um, I, I do like that uh, that level of sort of, you know, uh, choosing or the development team really choosing what those little battles are and how they're guiding the, the players along. Because you don't want to give – in a game like this, which is so narrative-focused, as all of these adventure games are, if you have too much – openness then you start to lose the punch of that story so you do have to scale back some of that so they did a good job they made me feel like i'm doing things on my own in a lot of cases like um one of the opening scenes is you're walking around the the kind of your your the ship that you're stationed on and you're kind of seeing things and it's like oh i wonder what this picture is over here and i wonder what this uh you know what this little thing is in the corner and kind of as gamers, we're going to be inquisitive and start to kind of scour around. But all of those are things are placed in very specific reasons so that if we see that picture there, we're actually getting a little bit of insight into someone. um, And then we'll be able to interact with them a little bit differently because we saw that picture, not because it's built into the game as a reaction. It's like, oh, you looked at my picture earlier. No, it's because we saw this photo and realized, okay, that's her husband. So that's why she's acting a certain way. Um, but I wouldn't have found that out unless I looked at the picture. But because the picture is placed where it is, the developers knew we're going to look at it. So it's really smart in a lot of those elements. Um, visually, it's fantastic. The animations are kind of eh, hit or miss. There's some stiffness to it. But uh, it, it's a freaking lighting is great. The... It's so freaking smooth. I was playing it at like 60 FPS, and it was just freaking gorgeous. Um, it, the audio is fantastic. I mentioned the VA, Kara G, does an awesome job, but the I think a lot of the other voice actors do do great work too. Um, yeah, it's hard to really describe more of it because it's it's The Expanse. Like if you've ever watched The Expanse, this really does feel like an episode of The Expanse, you know? There, there are never more than, like, six characters in an episode of The Expanse, and this captures that. Uh, it's a, you know, couple hours or so long uh, without giving away too much of the time, um, and I think they nail they, they nailed the landing. Again, th- these are the three episodes that, I, that I'm able to talk about, uh, and I'm pretty stoked to have gone through it. As a fan of The Expanse... I mean, we've been looking for more. Unfortunately, the show kind of ended before they got to the latter books, but it's uh, it's great. I'm 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 digging it, and I love the characters that are in this. I love the voice acting. So, yeah. is I guess it's just covering the more of the politics that happened before the book because they can't really cover what actually. No, so it's telling her story. Books. So it's it's really about her. It's how she goes yeah. from being this sort of, you know, second in command or so, all the way to holding a position of power within the OPA in the, um, in the series. And so that I think it's more about flushing out her story. It does tie in some of those politics, but you don't find that out. At least these first three episodes don't tell you that, Oh, this is stuff that's going to affect the TV series right now. You're kind of guided to say, this is stuff that's going to affect her growth as a character how is how does that later on affect the TV series? We, you know, play the game and find Ooh. out. But yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm enjoying. It. I think the the fi- the full game is releasing. 
think the last episode is like October supposed to release or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm I dig it. I dig it. What know. What's so interesting to me about the Expanse is everything about the show or like the series in general does a great job of like covering the big secret of the yeah. series. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Hey, there's, there are the big secret of the series. If you watch any episode of the expanse is that there's alien goo. So the alien goo in like the very first season, but the first season of the show is so smartly written because it's actually sort of part. It's part mass effect. Yeah. Like space opera, but it's also part like noir. There's a whole yep. lot of noir elements, like detective noir. This has got the, because it got the two it, characters. It's got the two characters. Miller is fantastic, uh, and that the stuff has to combine because they, you know, the, the way they wanted to tell the story was really sort of kind of coming together um, to whatever. But uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's space opera level stuff, and this is just giving a lot more depth to a character that uh, became a really strong favorite in the show. So yeah, the Expanse. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, we got this as an Epic Game Store code. So yeah, sweet. Thank you all. That's it. That's what we've got. We got. We had an hour and twenty four minutes. That's pre- it's pretty solid. That's great. Shocking. That's great. Uh, if JJ was on <laughs> that here, shocking. We've been four more hours later. Um, I had all my notes here for the, my reviews. I've been trying to take more notes as I review stuff because it makes it easier for me to actually know what to talk about. So that, that that's a good, good thing to do. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, it's uh, you can find us at sidequesting.com. You can find us uh, in the Discord, which is fantastic. Find us at Twitch and at YouTube. What are you drinking there? What's that going on? What's going on there, Zach? That's water. <laughs> the good stuff. He's like. My yummy butterscotch liqueur was in this guy right here. No, you I... can't see it. There you go. <laughs> he blends <laughs> in. No. Right here. <laughs> uh, there's a whole fuck ton of games coming out. We're getting. Uh, we're at the point now where we're getting review codes thrown thrown at us left and right. Alan Wake be... Two is Alan coming out Wake. soon. God, I forgot that game is coming to. Wait, is it really? Yeah, October. It's yeah. at Rocktober. There are so many fucking good quality games this year. Oh my god. This seems like the fucking year. Man. I actually can't believe that I'm going to play Alan Wake 2 in my lifetime. Man. Uh, yeah. Sp- Spider-Man is coming out this year. Um, same month. Same Snooze. Month. October is... I, sl- I sleep. It, uh, Nick All-Star Battle 2 comes out in October. Icoma. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that, that's for Zach and I, uh, and maybe JJ as well. God, there's so many Forza. I think Forza's October as well, isn't it? God Almighty, that's 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 a Dolly Dolly JJ and Sam game right there, Forza. But shit, guys, yeah. Oh, I gotta get some sleep so I can play that stuff. Yeah, that's a good idea. Getting sleep is good. Uh, I'm gonna go do that in a little bit here too. Now nah, I'm lying. I'm just gonna play video games. Uh, but like I said, you can find us at sidequesting.com, sidequesting TV on YouTube and Twitch, the Discord. Uh, I'll have a setup on Blue Sky eventually. I think mean, I have one invite, so maybe I'll use the invite and give us a sidequesting account. Might as well. Um, 
And with that said, check out the PAX West party list. Got that out a month and a half early because I figured let's let's fucking go and start getting those hits. Bring those hits in, everybody. Get that SEO and it's working. Uh, we can find Zach, Taylor, and I in the Discord. Who knows whatever social media website is your preference these days. Um, Discord's the only guaranteed. Discord's the only guaranteed. And even then, you won't always get to hear from Taylor because he's usually traveling or working. <laughs> That's true. But if you send me an at, I will reply. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And Guaranteed. Zach, is Zach frozen again? He looks frozen. No, he's just statuesque. What was being said? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, with that said, we'll see you all on Charles the next episode of the Science Bye bye.